I want to congratulate you on an incredible documentary. What what research this must have taken? I mean, you guys go all the way back to 1888. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of research done by uh, Jim and myself and, you know, our writers, Irv and E.P., Paul and Christine. You know, it's you kind of start with an empty template and you're going to tell the story of the history of nudity in movies. You want it to be not exploitive. We don't want a breast fest, mm -hmm. but we want people to learn something. And it really is a history. Uh, from the 1880s, as you mentioned, you know, with Edward Moybridge, the first film ever was showing nudes. <laughs> and it was important for us to basically do this chronologically, uh, a history of in a fun and interesting way where people were going to learn something, not just see, you know, two hours of nudity. And I think the way we handled it going through the teens and the 20s and all the debauchery and all the nudity that existed before there was a Hayes Code was important to let people know about. And then, you know, the code, the production code that a lot of people don't even know existed was important for us. And all the way through the 60s to the MPA and the teen sex comedies and the women in prison genre, there was a lot to cover. But I think we handled it in, in, a, in a cool chronological way that, uh, you know, people are going to learn a lot. Yeah, I think you did. Jim, was there anything in the movie that surprised you? Well, the big surprise to me, and I think to a lot of people that see this documentary, is even if you know a lot about film, I think you'd be surprised how much nudity there was in in the in the nineteen fifteen to nineteen twenties. I mean, I think of uh, Audrey Munson and Annette Kellerman and Clara Bow and Wings, which was a, a big one in Oscar, and she showed her breasts like. Who'd have thunk in 1927, someone was showing their breasts or even the Hedy Lamarr complete nudity in 1932. Now, this, of course, was all pre-Hayes Code that, you know, we get big in this in the documentaries that kind of changed things. But to me, a big shocker for people uh, will be the amount of nudity that was going on in the 1920s that probably people don't even know about. I think, you know, you know knowing the history of film, uh, the, the more that uh, artists are suppressed or tried to be suppressed, the more they find ways to, to do it. I remember reading a, uh, a bio on uh, Cecil B. DeMille, who you guys pointed out had a few fetishes, and they mm -hmm. turned to the Bible, you know, for those, for those particular scenes. Yeah, even with gorillas. Um, I think that's a sign of the cross you're, you're referring <laughs> yeah. to, right? Or a milk bath. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know... It, all the way into from Cecil B. DeMille, then you look at Howard Hughes, yeah. you know, another filmmaker, you know, finding ways to, to sort of break the code or go against the code. And, you know, it was important for us to include him or Russ Meyer, for that matter, that a lot of these directors uh, that probably started with, you know, D.W. Griffith or Cecil B. DeMille, you know, to the Russ Meyers were finding ways to go against the code and make yeah. these nudie cuties and monster nudie movies where, you know, we were still able to show show nudity in film and those corman titillating films you know the ghost in the invisible bikini and things like that were you know drive-in uh films as well but they all uh sold sex you know to to sell tickets i was surprised by and i learned this is something i learned that drive-ins were showing movies like blood feast and mm -hmm. vixen and um, some of these films that contained a lot of nudity, you know, Joe Dante points out some of them in the documentary that, that the drive-in, uh, Alice in Wonderland is an example, the Bill Osco movie uh, that contained a lot of nudity was shown in drive-ins. And it was interesting to get the, the lead actress, Christine DeBell's take on that. 
Where do you think it's going, Jim? Are people worried or do we have something that's, uh, I don't think you can go back again? Yeah, I don't think we could go back, especially now with all the platforms like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, all the original programming. Is Anyone who streams television shows is probably wondering, uh, they're probably thinking, I've never seen so much nudity in my life. I mean, there are so many places now to see celebrities nude that didn't even exist 10 years ago. So uh, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, we, we're not going back, I think. Uh, I think the big change is this more with, and we talk about it now after the Me Too movement with intimacy, uh, you know, coordinator, uh, we, who we interviewed and how, I think the difference is that there, yeah, there's more nudity now, but women are more empowered. They have more pull. They, they can, uh, they, things aren't forced upon them like, as you could see when we interview actresses from the seventies and eighties and nineties, it was, it was much different. And I think that's a great thing. Um, but that doesn't mean there's less nudity. I think it's, it's funny because there's more nudity. It's just done. I think, uh, with, with the blessing of the actress versus, uh, it being forced upon them. I think there's less gratuitous, uh, nudity and, you know, again, actresses are sharp now and the lawyers are even sharper. Was there any resistance from any of the celebrities you interviewed? No, you know, believe it or not, they all had stories to tell and good or bad. You know, we were, we, it was very important for us to find out how the nudity affected not only their personal lives, but their careers. And basically, yeah. I was very impressed that you got Sean Young. She doesn't talk to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) that's good uh yeah no sean's a great interview she's she's out there which is great for an interview he tells it like yeah yeah Yeah, sean sean will not hold back and those are the people you like but you know it was great to interview maybe some people you were you know you don't expect to see like a camille keaton from i spit on your grave or an erica gap uh from vixen and and, you know erica's a perfect example of someone who the nudity affected their personal life. And, you know, seeing herself as she talks about on the big screen at the premiere of Vixen in New York uh, led to a, a terrible disease where she almost died. And getting these people's, you know, these actors and actresses stories on, again, nudity affects everyone's career because as a Diane Franklin from Last American Virgin noted, you know, the first three films I did, I was naked. And how I didn't want to just be known as the actress that does nudity. And to kind of break away from that was really important for her. But as opposed to someone like, you know, Pam Greer, yeah. uh, who did a lot of nudity in these black exploitation or women in prison films and getting her perspective was, that's the way it was. You do a women in prison film, there's showers. And women don't, you know, go in the showers fully clothed and how nudity is essential. So it's it's always fascinating to find out a take from an actor actress where they take the role and they know there's nudity because it's essential to who they're playing or to like Arena Riffle. If you're going to play a stripper in Showgirls, you're going to be naked. Yeah, and and uh, it's interesting to me that that uh, Tracy Lords, you know, survived you know everything that she did, and she's got such a great sense of herself. Yeah, Tracy was a really cool interview to get. And, you know, we obviously stayed away from her past because that's not something we were talking about, but her going mainstream. She was one of the very few to move from the adult world to mainstream. And, 
But then when you get into a Roger Corman movie, you know what you're, there's going to be some nudity. That sort of is, you know what you're getting into. But after she did that, she essentially really didn't do nudity again, yeah. which was fascinating. And even in Zack and Miri make a porno, she doesn't get naked. Yeah. And other actresses do. Well, again, the name of the film is Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies. It is everywhere. Uh, it's a great educational film, although probably not for little kids, you know, that kind of way. But if you're looking at the history of film, this is certainly a huge part of it. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, thank so you much. very much. This celebrity interview is sponsored by... I'm Annette Severella with Pia Anderson Moss Hoyt, Utah's leading entertainment law firm serving clients nationwide. We provide solid, attentive representation, focusing on minimizing risk, reducing cost, and protecting the reputation and privacy of our clients. Our goal is to provide you with the legal representation you need to make the right decisions and to protect you and your creative works. Call or email me for a free consultation.